0: episode of lifting the lid my name's Andy Ely. I'm, um, I'm a senior funeral director at um, g seller independent funeral directors and we've been serving bereaved families since um, since 1910 um, now, there's lots and lots, I'm sure you are all well aware, there's lots of different um, misconceptions, taboos, um, things that people aren't really sure as to what goes on behind closed doors within the funeral profession. So we've put together this series of podcasts to try and dispel some of those myths, answer any questions, um, and, uh, and of course give you a bit of an insight into, into what actually does go on. So please do like, share and subscribe. Um, absolutely, please send us some emails to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and we do our absolute best to answer those questions. It, it really is our, our family looking after your family. Now today we're going to talk about cremation um, and uh, communal cremations is, is one of the questions we see quite a lot. My colleague here, um, who is now my colleague, Lucy, used to actually work at a crematorium, so she's the perfect person to talk through what goes on at the crematorium. So Lucy, uh, hello. Hello.
1: <laughs> you okay? Yes, I <laughs> Good, yeah, not
0: too bad, thank you. So um, Lucy, so you, you work with me now at T Cellar. Yes. Yeah. So you've obviously got a bit, of a, a bit of a background within the funeral profession. Could you t- how, how did we get here? Well,
1: um, yeah, so I, I started in funerals three or four years ago, um, started as a driver bearer, sort of moved on to the operative, operative side of things. Um, uh, and then from there I then did go to work at the crematorium. Um, and then yeah, joined sellers after that, g seller after that. So yeah, so it was, so I've had a little little bit of here there and everywhere <laughs>
0: okay well, good overview i think so <laughs> Try. For, from my perspective a, a driver bear i guess would be um considered a casual uh, g-seller so someone that predominantly um, carries out the the, the ceremonial side you yeah. know yeah. you mentioned operative there yeah, so that's a, that's a bit more of a behind the scenes yeah. um f- perhaps for another podcast i, I think we're we'll going yeah. to more detail about like that <laughs> um so at the crematorium um What was your role? What did you do? Uh,
1: So my role was, I was the chapel attendant. um, So I basically um, oversaw all the funerals coming in um, that day. um, So I would look after all them. um, I would have to check, make sure the chapel was clean after each service. uh, You know, people need to come in and know that you know it's, it's, they think they're the only ones there, and that's how it should be. So, we would make sure each funeral, um, it was cleaned. Between, um, we would, I would check things like the coffin plate, um, take care of the music, um, help the directors if they need anything when they come in. So, yeah, so genuinely oversee each funeral that came in uh, at the day
0: so kind of making sure that that chapel is ready to receive a family a funeral director and of course someone's loved one it
1: needs to be seen as like nobody was there before everybody's is different you know and it needs to be set up because, you know, it needs to be set up like it was never used again and started again. So yeah, so you know, we look after we looked after each funeral like that. Okay. So I yeah. mean how
0: how long do you have to do this? How, how long in between funeral services?
1: Um, so between the services we had sort of well, it depends. Sometimes some ran on, so it was a little bit quicker than others, but it was still yeah. the same. It was still the same care, it was just a little bit quicker. Um but yeah, we'd have sort of ten minutes to have a bit of a turnaround. If I needed to get the Hoover out, we'd do it. We yeah, make sure there was no you know, flower petals, things like that, make sure it was all set okay. up, ready to go, put the chairs back in line. You know, things that probably you wouldn't think about um, before coming into a service, uh, which it isn't something to think about. But yeah, like I said, we set it up as if it was never used, because it, it, the way it should be.
0: Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. So I know from a funeral director's perspective, um, identification is very important to us. So at every single stage um, of a loved one's journey, we are checking the identification. Making sure it's absolutely the person we're looking after. Making sure everything contained within um, said coffin, any jewellery, is recorded. Um, and then, of course, we seal the um, seal the coffin and, and travel on to the crematorium. Now, you mentioned checking the plate there, so I guess that you know that's part of that identification process. Carrying on. So, what what are you checking it against?
1: Exactly. Um, so, what we would check it against. So, when we got our paperwork, we would either receive and um, the paperwork from the coroner, or what's called the green certificate. So, this is when you register a loved one, and that would be the the certificate. You receive and we would then be checking it on there it's almost like like our bible like that is what it needs to match with because we don't see that person we don't see the identification that you saw before you came so that coffin plate on the top is is my my way of knowing the identity of that person so i have to check it is exactly as it should be
0: okay so if there's a discrepancy so I know from the funeral director perspective, we check religiously everything against okay. that green certificate yeah, you yeah, mentioned, yeah. the registrar's certificate mm-hmm. for yeah. burial cremation. We make sure that is absolutely one hundred percent correct. I can vouch that I do that. What happens if perhaps it doesn't happen and there is a discrepancy? So from the crematorium's perspective, yeah. what do you do?
1: So yeah, so so like you, we we do the same. That 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 is that is what we use exactly the same. So. If, for example, there is a slight misspelling, so there's an extra there's an extra letter in somebody's name, for example, um, but we you know the age is right, the name is right, but there's an there's an extra L in in the last name when there should be one, there's okay. two. Um, so if the director is available, we would ask them to come in, sign the form. Or if they're not available, we would contact the funeral directors separately. Now, that funeral can still go ahead, uh, but behind the scenes while that service is taking place, what we're doing is um, getting some form of um, like paper that says, um, I can confirm it. it's this person, okay. this is a spelling mistake, and I am happy for that cremation to take place. And then from there, actually, the cremation would not take place until we have either had that signed or had it then from the funeral directors. Um so until we know for definite that that is the case, and I know it's, it may seem silly for so much of just one extra letter, but it is so important.
0: Absolutely. So we're kind of we're signing a disclaimer to take ownership that exactly. yeah. it is absolutely fundamental yeah, to exactly. in that individual. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about one. So that if say there is a huge discrepancy from crematorium's perspective, I mean you can quite rightly refuse. For yeah. the cremation to take place, absolutely. is that absolutely,
1: yeah. So if, if for example, um, you know, unfortunately, um service came, I went to check the coffin plate and it was the completely wrong name, then absolutely yeah, I could refuse, you know, as, as dignified as we would, I would speak to the funeral director separately and just explain that unfortunately we can't we can't continue because th- from my point of view it is not that person so we can't go ahead yeah yeah absolutely totally understand
0: now I mentioned about the the funeral director beforehand um, ensuring um, everything is itemised within um, said coffin before Mm -hmm. sealed so I know we can have certain things uh, we can have cards photographs trinkets and so on but there's certain things we can't have um so i've got my list that is religiously in my head glass batteries um anything flammable so what what are the reasons for this why can't we yeah
1: so um depending on what they are it can it it can break the cremators um there's things so things such as uh shoes shoes is one um the rubber on the soles um they can basically melt and damage the cremator at the bottom. They, um, glass is another one. Uh, pacemakers is a massive, massive thing. I mean, I'm sure you know, pacemakers is a huge thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It can actually, you know, if we want to get extreme and go into it, it can actually explode a cremator. Okay. Um, glass bottles, Any anything that's like concealed. So like tins, coconuts is one funnily enough. So you can have a, like I've, I've known uh, to have, you know, different religions put a coconut in there. Yeah, so, now it yeah. can, um, but there has to be a hole drilled into it so there's no pressure, because again, that can that can affect it as well. So lots of lots of little things. It's anything like pressurised, like you know. Tins of hairspray, for example, okay. pressurized, things like that. You can spray somebody's hair, you know, if you want to set their hair by all means, but you can't put the tin in there. <laughs> so, yeah, anything that's, you know, pressurized, no, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: absolutely. So, I mean, again, from my perspective, I'll be thinking if you wanted a tin of beans, for example, I'd probably take the label off the tin of beans and place that, so it's kind of yeah, a bit of a exactly. representation. Yeah, yeah. So everything's okay as we arrive, um, and of course they, we then convey into the chapel yes. and lay to rest on the catafalque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I believe at the point of which we cross that threshold, um, said loved one is in the care of the crematorium. Absolutely. Rather yeah. than the care of um, yeah. custodian, us, the funeral directors. Yeah. Um, we invite the family in, get them seated, and carry on with the funeral service. Yeah. And of course we... Tend to quite often have music at the crematorium, mm. or perhaps an organist. Yes. Um, is that part of the chapel attendant's job to just make sure that's all okay and working? I mean, how does the music work?
1: Um, so yeah, so when I was there, I know there's different systems for different crematoriums. So we used to work off what was called a Wesley system. Uh, now what it used to be is um, I used to get like a like a music list, and I used to manually actually each put them on for each service, check them, and everything that I'd used to do today before. Um, And then as time went on, it it came that we were doing it automatically. So the funeral director could put that, confirm it, and it still would be automatically scheduled. Um, But we would still check. Like, I'd still come in that morning, check against them, just, just for my peace of mind anyway and then Absolutely. even then at the start when I've checked that plate or before I've even checked the plate I would ask the funeral director or whoever may be taking the service to come in and double check the music because there could have been a change last minute If family member could have gone oh do you know what I'm going to add this piece I know I didn't want it but I want to It's all. I've had it before where people have come in and gone oh do you know what I, I really I really wanted to add this and I, I was going to regret it but can you put it in and yep yeah, quickly as quick as anything we'll get in add it two seconds and it's it's done yeah so brilliant it, yeah it's all again checking making sure everything's right before everything starts
0: absolutely so of course we um, we carry on with the service there and now at the end of the service we've got the option of having curtains open closed on it I guess that's quite a big um, Choice for the family—it's yeah. a big question to ask. Yeah. So, what are the differences between the two, from from your perspective? Um, there, I mean, does anything happen to that to their loved one?
1: No, no, nothing. So, you—I think a long, long time ago, I think it was a thing where um, it would you you used to see, uh, unfortunately, that that loved one. Taken away, and uh, it was it was quite an awful thing. And I think a lot of people still sometimes think that if they don't go to funerals often, I think they worry that's their one worry, like oh, I don't yeah. want to see it, I don't. Yeah, but it no, is, yeah. whether those curtains are left open or they're closed, um, loved one is not moved until everybody's out the room. And I've said so. If there's a delay with anything and they want to spend a couple more minutes, no, until everybody's away, no, nothing happens. And even at that point, when everybody's away. We still then close the curtains just for dignity. Yeah, The absolutely. curtains close, and the, and then loved ones taken away. Yeah. And of course, if yeah. we're
0: having the curtains open, we could perhaps um, the family, the immediate family, could be the last to leave. Exactly. We can place items yeah. on on the coffin, perhaps some flowers, mm-hmm. uh, and so on. So we've talked about uh, spoken about the, the the workings of the actual chapel. So behind the scenes, and I guess is the this is the part that people want to know what mm-hmm. happens there. So we've spoken about identification. I'm often asked, "Is it my loved one that I get back?"
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's so there's so much um, like we have to go through. Even so, that identification thing. So yes, I've 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 checked that uh, coffin plate coming in, checked everything on there. Um, once that funeral service is finished, loved one is then taken away it is then checked again. So the crematorium um, crematorium technician would then check the plate again even before the cremation takes place. So if I've missed a discrepancy, it then can be picked up again. Um, so from there, we have three different cards. So you've got one card that will stay with them. Um, that Well, all these cards are, in the end will be with their cremated remains, but you've got one card that will essentially stay with them at that moment. So the cremation then will take place. He's he's checked the plate, cremation will take place and then there's almost like a little slot on the cremator that it gets kept in. That then stays there for the whole of that cremation to take place. Um, Once the cremation is finished Mm -hmm. um, and the cremated remains are then sorted as they are, um, they then get put into like a temporary, almost like a temporary cardboard box. And inside that cardboard box is like a bag and they, they used to be plastic, but they're actually paper now. That card then goes inside and then we wait before anything's sealed there's an somebody else so myself or one of the other team that used to be there we would then have to come and do a cremated remains check
0: okay. so we
1: would then have to check each number matched because everybody gets what's called a unique cremation number we need to check each card matches with each each stage basically and once we've signed and also the cremation technician has signed everything is then sealed so that card goes inside the bag is then sealed it then goes on the outside of the bag the top goes on and then there's stickers they are all the same so that there is a card kept in each one and then from that you then have also what's called a cremation certificate which also has the same um same cremation number they're all unique to everybody but it matches that person with their name and everything so it all everything is checked again two three times if it has to be i've i've done it before where I've gone out and gone no before you do that let me just check that again it doesn't hurt to check four or five times so yeah just to be sure
0: absolutely so yeah the cremation certificate that you've spoken about there if we were to lay that um, that loved one to rest elsewhere mm-hmm. that of course is the paper trail so we would exactly. need that document yeah. to um, you know if we were going to a mm-hmm. cemetery or churchyard yeah, Lucy exactly. that's brilliant thank you hopefully that's kind of helped with people um, just to say that you know cremations aren't communal um, it is a real big thing identification we have to check everything constantly all the time it's just ethical to do so um, but yeah Thanks, Lucy. She cleared up that really well. Um, as I say, um, that closes our episode um, for communal cremation. Um, thanks for listening. Um, as I said before, any questions, please email to liftingthelid at uh, Please like, share and subscribe. And uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Thank you.